It's time now for Minds Over Matter, the Bay Area's favorite quiz show. Today, moderator Dana Rodriguez is joined by two panelists, educator Lori Fisher and technical editor Kira Pace. Now, here's your host, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Joanne, and welcome everybody to Minds Over Matter, and happy early Halloween. We do hope you were looking forward to Halloween. I know I am, and uh, I know I have some Halloween questions for you today, so we hope you will enjoy that. Minds Over Matter is an audience participation and quiz program, so of course what we are asking for right now is your participation, so we want to hear from you. Uh, we really do, so we want you to call early in the show if you can. Uh, those numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. This is a great time to call, I guarantee it. If you have a question in mind for us, uh, you'll be hearing some of our questions momentarily. But give us a call, 415-841-4134, or toll-free. Yes, we have a toll-free number, 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. Uh, I would encourage you to have many varied questions, uh, because we have varied questions as long as the subject is Halloween. Now, I'm sure we have non-Halloween questions as well, but... Anyway, you can ask just about whatever you want. Uh, and uh, again, our email address, and you can email us as well. We like you to call first, but if you can't get through or you are kind of shy about it, you can always email us. And our email address is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That's the numeral one. So that is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. Those emails will pop up in front of me, and then I can read them. Uh, also, the live feed, in case you didn't know, uh, is kalw.org. And, of course, uh, we should have a podcast up in a reasonable amount of time after our show to, or this morning, and that will be at uh, kalw.org and many, many other places. Let's start with KLW. I'm sure that will be appreciated. Okay, just to remind you once more, 415-841-4134 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. We're going to start with the round of introductions and then a round of questions, a cryptic introduction from Kira. She will explain, I'm sure. Qantas Jujubi Salcedo, Kira Pace. That's right. Needs no uh, explanations. No, no. Those who know, <laughs> they know. No Lori Fisher wanted to find the perfect Halloween quotation and thus become part of Minds Over Matter lore. He failed, however, and Dana and Kira found him quoting The Raven. Nevermore. Beautifully said. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, doesn't expect to see any ghosts this Halloween, but he is prepared for plenty of goblins. All right. That's good. Ah, thank you. I worked on that. Uh, And uh, I know if I go to Kira's house, she'll have the full-size candy bars. So (laughs) That is true. They're they're on my kitchen table right now. All right. right. They better get gone. (laughs) All right. And we'll begin the questioning with Kira Pace. 
All right. Uh, so I, I did some of these uh, a few weeks ago. I'm doing more of them now, but I'm, I'm going to leave the 1950s. Uh, I'm going to give you the IMDb synopses of some horror movies. And I just want you to tell me the movie's title. So these will range from the 1960s all the way to the 1980s. Um, and again, I don't recommend trying to write these down. I recommend just listening. And if you happen to know it, jot that down, jot down the title. And how many do we have? Uh, there are eight. Okay. Uh, number one, I'm sorry, there are nine. Okay. Number one, in the English locality of Midwich, blonde-haired, glowing-eyed children of uncertain paternity proved to have frightening powers. And that is 1960. From 1963... After an unusual meteor shower leaves most of the human population blind, a merchant Navy officer must find a way to conquer tall, aggressive plants that are feeding on people and animals. Uh, number three from 1965. Aboard a British train, mysterious fortune teller Dr. Shrek uses tarot cards to read the futures of five fellow passengers. Uh, number four from 1967, a mysterious artifact is unearthed in London, and a famous space scientist, whose first name is Bernard, is called in to divine its origins and explain its strange effects on people. Uh, number five from 1973, a Puritan police sergeant arrives in a Scottish island village in search of a missing girl, who the pagan locals claim never existed. Number six from 1977, an American newcomer to a prestigious German ballet academy comes to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grisly murders. Number seven from 1979, a teenage boy and his friends face off against a mysterious grave robber known only as the tall man who employs a lethal arsenal of unearthly weapons. Um, number Eight, a decades-old folktale surrounding a deranged murderer who is killing those who celebrate on February 14th turns out to be a true to legend, or turns out to be true to legend when a group defies the killer's order and people start turning up dead. And finally, from 1984, a couple is trapped in a remote town where a dangerous religious cult of very young people believes that everyone over the age of 18 must be killed. Yeah. So I will let uh, Dana pick a few of those off before I read them again. Well, we can start with Lori. Go ahead, Lori. Well, uh, this is not my genre. I think I know one. I think one, the very first one. Is that the Children of the Damned? That's the only one that I had a response to. Yeah. <laughs> It's very close. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give Help it me to out, you. Dana. What is it? Village. Village, village of the Damned. Village of the Damned. Village crazy. Children of the Damned. Okay. Okay. That, Dana, run the rest of the table. Yes. This, I this should say running. Julianne uh, just emailed and said that she, she had the same one, too. So All that was good. Good you, for you. Julianne. All right. So that yeah. is a Julianne, Lori, tag team effort. Nice job. Okay. All right. Uh, I believe number two, I, I didn't write down the numbers on this. So about the giant plants, that is the Day of the Triffids. Day of the Triffids is correct. Which is a decent movie. The, but the book is better. Um, 
And number three is, I think it's number three, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. Yeah, it's Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. I have seen that, and it's pretty decent. Yeah, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. Is that Dr. Shrek? Is that the one with the... Yes, that's Dr. Shrek using tarot cards (laughs) to make terrible futures. Shrek means death, if if I recall my... German. Is that, isn't that right? Todd means death. Todd means death. What does Shrek means? Shrek means. I don't think Pixar picked Shrek meaning death. (laughs) No, no, but they spell differently. Uh, All right. I'll think of it. Anyway, um, number five, I think is the Wicker Man. Number five is the Wicker Man. All right. Schlecht is that. That's the uh, Puritan cop one. See that. Uh, yes, Puritan Cop, Wicker Man. Yeah, fill that in because I'm, I'm, I want to keep notes on these. Uh, that's the Puritan police uh, sergeant who arrives in the Scottish Island village in search of mis- missing girl. And cool. the pagan locals claim never existed, so that is Wicker Man. Did you want to? Uh, or did you all right, go, go ahead. No, let, let others uh, answer the other ones here. Just uh, give the ones that are left, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, just a moment, sorry. I'm doing housekeeping. There we go. Okay, so the ones that are left. A mysterious artifact is unearthed in London, and a famous space scientist, whose first name is Bernard, is called in to divine its origins and explain its strange effects on people. Um, The next one is an American newcomer to a prestigious German ballet academy comes to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grisly murders. Uh, The next one is a teenage boy and his friends face off against a mysterious grave robber known only as the tall man who employs a lethal arsenal of unearthly weapons. The next one is a decades-old folktale surrounding a deranged murderer who is killing those who celebrate on February 14th. Turns out to be true to legend when a group defies the killer's orders and people start turning up dead. The next one is a couple trapped in a remote town uh, where a dangerous religious cult of very young people believes that children, or sorry, that everyone over the age of 18 must be killed. I'm sorry, I didn't get the years on those. Uh, the years are 1967, 1977, 1979, 1981, and 1984. The last one is a, I think it's the staple of, uh, of TV, has been for many, many years. Uh, is that Children of the Corn? Yes, it is Children of the Corn. Stephen King's Children yeah. of the Corn. And since you picked off the most recent one, I'm going to add one more for the audience. A young man, this is from 1982, a young man carries around his formerly conjoined twin brother who seeks vengeance on the doctors that separated them against their will. Yeah, I did see that one. I will ask I think I saw that uh, one too, but leave them out there in the audience. Uh, Okay. And Laura, you go ahead, please. All right. Well, I am sticking with the horror Halloween genre, but going a little bit literary. I'm actually using my introduction in which I quote the Raven. So, quote, the raven turns up in the eighth verse of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. And there are nine different words that Poe rhymes with nevermore. My question for you guys is, what are those nine different words that rhyme? Two are used twice. And uh, that, that's how he ends the poem in the nine final verses. So, let's get you to get four or five and leave the rest out for the audience. So, which words does Poe rhyme with nevermore? Oh, I'll take Lenore. 
<laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, loses it twice. I'll even read one. Class of rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. That's a bell. All right. Well, he took the easy one. Oh. No, I can, I can dig another, and you can have Lenore. <laughs> well, Kara, give us another. Data will think of words that rhyme with I will think of it, yeah. Well, there's the door. There is. That's the other one that's used twice. Take thy beak out from my heart and take thy form from my door. That was the second one. Another bell. Good work. Take thy beak from out from my heart. That's <laughs> such a wonderful line. It I is. think it's the first stanza that has nothing more. Well, he uses evermore earlier and nothing more, but he doesn't rhyme that with nevermore. He doesn't rhyme that. Okay. Not according to the way I read it. I looked twice. I'm willing to be wrong. I, once he gets into the nevermore thing, he doesn't do that. I also think he uses floor. He does. Uh, he uses floor. My soul from out that shadow lies floating on the floor. So give yourself a bell on that. All right. And that's three uh, of them. Want one more? Uh, no, I can't think of anything else. Here, you got one more? Hmm. No, not at the moment. All right. So we knocked off door, floor, and Lenore. We're looking so I know he says, Kira, of course, was right about Lenore. Um, um, is Lenore only mentioned once? No, Lenore is mentioned twice. I read one. Because there is a, I know there's a mention of lost Lenore. Yes. But I don't know if that means that's the same one or not. It's a different one. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind of pente and forget this lost Lenore. But I gave Kira, you can give, give me something about for now. Yeah, right. give, there's, there's two Lenores. All right. now, we now have them both. Okay. Okay, so we're looking for six more. Okay. English majors, call in. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to give us a call. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. We would love to hear from you. Please give us a call. And let's go to a call right now. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey, it's Daryl. Good morning. Uh, I have an answer and I have a question. So uh, the movie that freaked me out when I was young and and everybody else uh, that had the tall man, that was Phantasm. Yes. It, 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 It holds up. It's still a very freaky movie. Uh, I just rewatched for the first time in years The Bride of Frankenstein. It is so good. It holds up so well. Yes. I noticed something very unusual in the opening credits about both the monster and the monster's mate. What was the, what was unusual in the opening credits? Uh, they were both. Um, well, the monster's mate was. It, they just had a question mark, right? Who, who played yeah. that person? Yes, that's correct. A question mark as the monster's mate. Well, that was Elsa Lancaster, of course. Right. And um, so, so her name wasn't listed in the credits? No. Uh, to, no. They kept I it think, secret. I think they said yeah. it at the, at the end of the movie, but they didn't say it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, and, well, and, of course, she played she played Mary Shelley at the, in the prologue. Yes, she did. She did. And, uh, huh. I can't, I'm not sure the other one. Uh, because yeah, I don't so think the, they, they would, they would have said Karloff was, they would have, Frankenstein would, or the monster would have been played by Karloff. 
Yes, um, instead of Boris Karloff, it was listed just as Karloff. Yeah, they did that for a couple of years. Um, all right. And you got it. That's all I've got. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. All right. All right. All right. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. I hope you're enjoying the show. We would love to hear from you. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Our panel today, that was Kira Pace, Technical Editor, Lori Fisher, Teacher at Diablo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. And you are listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. All right. Let me give you a couple of questions here. Let's see. Well, let's start with this. Uh, what is the state? What is the U.S. state that buys the most Halloween candy per capita? What is the state that buys the most Halloween candy per capita? I will say it's west of the Mississippi. I still want to go with Texas, not because it's the biggest, because per capita makes that not matter, but because like their subdivision giveaways are massive. Um, Well, uh, you are a little bit right, because Texas is actually number two. Um, but they are not number one. So what is the state that buys the most Halloween candy per capita? It is west of the Mississippi. Does it make sense as far as anything like density or the rich, the wealth of the state or anything or? Not really. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Kira, do you have any sense of would it be more in the Midwest or more? I don't know. No, it's, remember, it's west of the Mississippi. Yeah, you know that we still got the plain states out there. Yeah, yeah it's I, I'm not, I'm just mostly shocked it's not Texas. Um, so I I have no idea. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the go to state on these. <laughs> not Utah. I'm going with Hawaii. Oh, oh, interesting guess. Yeah. Uh, no, it is not Hawaii. Oh, Utah, sure Utah still. Utah. Well, I just took a turn there. You could have it if you wanted. <laughs> I already guessed Texas. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that is out there. What is the state that buys the most Halloween candy per capita? Keep that in mind. And uh, all right. Here is my favorite question of the of the day so far, because I wrote it. Um, between 1975 and 1998, there are six years where the most popular children's costume of the year was an animal. Okay, so between 1975 and 1998, there are six years where the most popular children's costume of the year was an animal. This is according to Reader's Digest. So what I'm going to do is give you the six years. I want you to tell me what the animal was and what where the animal came from. You know, it didn't come from it's not a wombat or a gopher. So it usually was inspired by something cultural. So keep that in mind. So. First is number one is 1975. Number two, 1988. Number three, 1990. Number four, 1993. Number five, 1994. Number six, 1998. So remember, six years uh, between 1975 and 1998, 
the favorite children's Halloween costume of that year was an animal. And the animal was usually inspired in some way by something going on, cultural, could be a movie, could be, you know, Broadway show. No, it's never a Broadway show, but, but, uh, you never know a TV show, I guess. Are they all real animals or could they be from science fiction and fantasy? They are all in some way or another real animals. Yes. Okay. There's, there's no imaginary animals. Okay. There's no Wookiee or something like that. No, there's no. not. All right. So yeah. I'll give you each, I'll give you each one guess. Go ahead, Kara. So remember, the years are 1975, 1988, 1990, 1993, 1994, and 1998. I, I can't believe I can't think of a single famous animal from these years. Okay. What? So I'll, I, Kara, what year was Jaws? 75. That's an excellent answer. I'll go, I'll go with Jaws from 75. You're absolutely right. Oh, shark wow. from Jaws. <laughs> nice job. 1975 nice is the shark from Jaws. All right. The rest are yours. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, none of these lines up with a My Little Pony. Uh, and I can't think of like, I can't think of any like famous dogs from this year. Or even, I don't know what's going on in my head. There are no it's dogs. Not, here, not, so don't not, waste your time um, with that. Um. Yeah, I I have no guesses at this moment. I reserve my guess for, or my guess for later. Okay. So again, the first question: the state. What is the U.S. state that buys the most Halloween candy per capita? Is it west of the Mississippi? And I have six years where the most popular children's Halloween costume of the year was an animal, usually inspired by something cultural. It could be a movie. Could be a TV show. And those years are 1975, 1988, 1990, 1993, 1994, 1998. Uh, Lori just got 1975, which was the Shaws, the Shaws, oh. the Jaws from Shark, uh, Shark from Jaws. Thank you. And then backwards. What about uh, for 1990? Um, like, uh, is it Sebastian the Crab or? Ooh. Or what's the bird's name? Like Scuttle? Is that one of the Little Mermaid oh, animals? Oh no, nothing from the Little Mermaid. Okay, nothing from good the Little guess. Mermaid. That's okay. a good. That's a good yeah. guess. Yeah, I like that. Um. Okay. So Oeve says that uh, hi guys. Uh, that uh, the Shrek or a version of Shrek it means frightful or terrifying. So there we go. Thank you very nice. much for that. Appreciate it. And Ted is wondering if um, my bloody is it my bloody Valentine? Was that one of the ones that you the the last ones you had? Yes, the the deranged murderer killing the celebrating February fourteenth. Uh, that is my bloody Valentine. Nice job. Okay. I, I didn't catch whose name that was. Uh, Ted. Nice job, Ted. All right, there we go. All right, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey, this is Fred in West Virginia. Hi, Fred. Hey, Fred. Okay, rhymes with e- uh, evermore, nothing more. Okay, so you're guessing more and nothing more? more? Yeah, neither nothing. of those. Neither of those. Neither. Yeah. Floor, and door, bore, core. <laughs> well, you got you to stick with one at a time. What do you got? Core. Core? No. Okay, so two non-valves. <laughs> Well, my wife and I are dressing as Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire for a costume party. 
So I read a little about their dance moves, so maybe we'll try a few. What? How many movies did they make together? Uh, let's see. Uh, one, two, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. One off ten. And ten. what was the first movie? You're in first movie. Uh, flying down to Rio. What year? 1933. Okay, then I have some particular songs from movies. One, what was the song that they danced to in Roller Skate? And the movie. Um, uh, that's that's from Shall We Dance. That's um, uh, um, you take either, I take either. Um, uh, let's call oh. the whole thing off. Let's call it okay. Excellent. And where? What? What number did they do when they said they were in heaven? By Irving Berlin. You mean what, uh, what song is that? Yeah, that's cheek. To uh, cheek. Right, to cheek. Very good. And the the movie and year. That's Top Hat. That's nineteen thirty five. <laughs> oh my gosh, I got the wrong audience here. You get them all. And the Gershwin, the Gershwin song they danced to. Well, they danced to a couple of Gershwin songs yeah. in, oh, they... in Shall We Dance, uh, uh, and in the Barclays of Broadway they danced to. They can't take that away from me. Oh, so, for that, but. In the in the show we dance, the first Gershwin is the uh, they dance to they all laughed and oh, uh, didn't know that one. And what was all caps in top what? hat thirty five? It I didn't was hear the all cap number. I'm sorry, say that again. I couldn't I couldn't hear you. All cap dancing in top hat nineteen thirty five. So you mean together or se- or just together? Right there or? Yeah. Together. together. Uh, they dan- Oh, they did. Uh, uh, isn't this a lovely day to be caught in the rain? Oh, You're tough. You're going <laughs> tough, dude. That's a tough point. All right. Hey, happy Halloween to y'all. Thank, Thank you. Right Thank you. And I look forward to uh, seeing a picture of you as for, uh, and your wife. Yeah. Send it along. Afro Stair and Ginger Rogers. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And the numbers to join us, area code 415-841-4134. Again, area code 415-841-4134. You don't have to have a Halloween questions, but uh, however, we would love to hear from you. Or toll free, 866-798-8255. And uh, Kira, I believe it's your turn again. Okay. In 1979, Ben Cooper Incorporated, which is one of the two largest Halloween costume companies in the U.S., along with uh, Collegeville, I think that's right. Uh, anyway, uh, so Ben Cooper issued the or its first costume based on a character in an R-rated motion picture. Who or what was that character? Well, I thought you were going to ask about Blood on the Highway. Um, <laughs> I hear it flows red. Yeah, okay. So this is a character in an R-rated movie. They made a costume for them. Yes, it was their first R-rated character. Huh. Uh, and is this movie R-rated for sex or violence or both? Uh, for or th- violence. So the character's violence. Uh, well, I mean, violence is part of it, but it, it's not for sex. Could you read it once more, do you mind? 
Sure. In 1979, Ben Cooper Incorporated issued its first costume based on a character in an R-rated motion picture. Who or what was that character? Costume. 1979. So, Dana, would that have been after Rocky Horror? Yeah, I was... Is that that R-rated? So, when you say costume, would this be a, a full costume or just a mask? I so, was thinking Halloween. Uh, so it would be like the standard Ben Cooper with the that pullover vinyl smock and then the 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 mask. Um, okay, so nothing to do with the movie Halloween then. Not Halloween, that's correct. Okay, and it, would it be something that was very contemporary to this to that year, nineteen seventy nine? Still, still around today. In other words, like still being sold, like in this costume. Um, I don't know that Ben Cooper is in business anymore. Uh, well, the costume. But, in yes, general, people. I'm. I'm sure that people would still, if somebody dressed up as this character, people would definitely know who this character was. Okay, and people right. know that are watching this movie still, right? Yes. All right. Hmm. All right. Okay. Don't know. Mm-mm. And yeah, and Dana, not the Rocky Horror doesn't fit because it seems like that's I don't know enough that's, about Rocky Horror. I don't to, that's, it's, it's, a, not, it's a good guess. It's not correct, okay. but it is actually it is a very good guess, Lori. All right, because that's you. Rocky. Didn't Rocky Horror come out a p- couple years before that? That's not yeah. right. right, but it, yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there. All right. Cool. Um, Chris is wondering if. Uh, the state that buys the most candy is Arizona. It's not Arizona. And oh, that's a good uh, guess. It is a pretty good guess. Yeah, yeah with all their, their subdivisions too, yeah. And, uh, oops, wait a minute. Give me one second here. Um, Mr. Ted is wondering uh, if sure is a rhyme for nevermore, or it's at least a partial rhyme. It is. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Very good, Mr. Ted. All right, good job. And you also wonder whether 1994 is the lion from Lion King, and that's absolutely correct, by the way. Yes, 1994, the favorite children's costume was the lion from the Lion King. Yes, very good. Good work. Okay. And... um, I think I made a mistake on that question. I mean, just not a mistake in the answer, but a mistake in description. Um, so what I'm looking for is six years were the most popular between 1975 and 1998, where the most popular children's costume of the year was an animal. And I will say that one of them is a imaginary animal. So sorry about that. Um, I wasn't looking at the list closely enough. Yeah, so one of them is an imaginary animal, but very much an animal. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey there, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hi, Steve. Happy Halloween. Same to you. Um, uh, Let's see. Kira, the, uh, I think the Ballet Academy movie was Suspiria. Yes, nice job. Good job on that. And then was the last one that you mentioned um, Basket Case? Yes. Oh, I'm so thrilled somebody got that. It's Basket Case. <laughs> that is a very strange movie. But uh, 
And then, um, sorry, ha- Halloween is kind of like my thing, so I've got a bunch of stuff here. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I'm glad. No, that's good. Get him on the show. Uh, Nevermore rhymes with or, O apostrophe E-R. Yeah. Till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore. Very nice. Give him a bell. And then, and, uh, and then I'll also say uh, before. Yes, that's the very first one. And the morrow, he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. Excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, Wait a minute, just one second. Do we, so do we, how many of those do we have, uh, Lori? How we many have, more do you need? We got six and we have three to go. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Steve. Um, Kira, my favorite movie from 1979 is Alien. Is that the, cost, the uh, costume? Uh, yes. Uh, do you know which character from Alien it might have been? <laughs> yeah. She's being very Zena, coy about The that. Xenomorph, maybe? Yes, the Xenomorph from Alien, which exactly. I think they were just calling I, at the time just the monster. I don't think they used the name Xenomorph. But yes, that is correct. Nice job. And that was R-rated, huh? Alien? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And then... Yeah, um, one of, like, chest-popping scenes from, uh... <laughs> From kids' movies, I guess. And then the last one I have is my favorite movie from 1993. Is it a dinosaur costume, maybe? You're absolutely right. 1993's Jurassic Park Dinosaur. Oh, Very nice. good. Nice. Very good, Steve. Excellent. Okay, so a question for you guys. Um, uh, two questions, really. Um what year were the monster cereals introduced? You mean like the blueberry and all that stuff? Count Chocolate. Well, I mean, they yeah. were introduced in separate years. Like the, because there were two introduced at once and then like two or three more. And then one just got introduced like a couple of years ago. That's right. The, but the, um, the, the first two was, were introduced. Was it the 1970s, the early 1970s? Yes. Like, uh, I'll just guess 1971, and you can that's go correct. from there, you guys. Nice that's work. Right. Oh, oh that's that right? right? Good job on that. Oh. oh so, Beautiful. So there, so there have been um, six characters and seven brands of monster cereals. Can you name? How many of those can you name? Oh. Chocula. Yep. Right. Mm. Okay, so, and Dana already gave Booberry. Right. So that's a ghost. Uh, there is Fruity oh. Yummy Mummy. That's, yeah. Frankenberry. Frankenberry. Frankenberry was Franken- the, other, okay. the other original one. Frankenberry and Count Chocula were the first two. Okay. Fruit Brute. Yes. Excellent. So those are the first five. And I'm not aware of a sixth. There's a seventh one now that I... I literally just learned about like three days ago and it is the caramel apple her name's like carmella that's right carmella creeper is brand new this year right but i don't there's another one i don't know it yeah carmella creeper is frankenberry's long lost cousin and she's a dj (laughs) (laughs) of course yeah captain crunch captain crunch doesn't count huh yeah i find him a little scary they have yeah. a they have a Halloween version of Captain Crunch this year. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, and there's there's haunted frosted flakes this year too. But um, <laughs> so, so, so one these other, cereals one other they, month- don't, they don't they uh, don't they're um, 
they're not year round. They used to be year round, but now they only bring them out this time yeah, of year. Is that? Yeah, yeah, they're just seasonal now. Okay. And this year, or sorry, um, in 2021, they introduced a um, one other brand of cereals, but it's not a new character. It's actually a combination of all of the monster cereals mixed together in one box. Oh no! <laughs> it's like nothing any but idea, berries. Or any idea what they call what they call that one? Nothing but uh, monsters. Inedible. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I don't. The monster mash. Oh, exactly. Is, you oh, got it, is? Dana. Oh, is that? Oh, okay. That was just that's a guess. clever. All right. <laughs> Good job. All right. All right. Happy Halloween, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you, Steve. That, those are great questions. Thank so you. So you know much. they're going to put them in storage for a year, right? And next year, the, the ones that didn't sell this year are going to come out in 2024 and five, right? If they don't sell, they got to do something with them. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, Karen is wondering if the children's costume, one of them is the penguin from Happy Feet, which is a very logical guess. But no, it's not that. And um, yeah, Sam wondered about Alien as well. Uh, well, then Sam is also correct. Sam is also correct, yes. <laughs> and anyway, um, Lori, why don't you go ahead quickly here? All right. Well, this is a pretty quick question. Um, I want to, I think either three or four films have been nominated for Best Picture that are more or less in the horror supernatural genre. They, they would combine both. They'd have supernatural features and horror. I have three, but the list I saw gave me four. What are they? So these were nominated for Best Picture and are in the horror, thriller, supernatural-ish genre. And we can debate them if I'm wrong. None of the great universal horror films were ever nominated for Best Picture. So, um, Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. It's not nominated. I, that was a, I think the first horror, outright horror film to be nominated for Best Picture was um, The Exorcist. It was in 1974. So give yourself yeah. a doubt. Joanne so was, is guessing Turn of the Screw. That was not nominated. So there was nothing before The Exorcist that I can think of. Yeah, that's uh-huh. on this list, that was marked as the first one. So they're yeah. all post-1974. Hmm. Um, what about uh, Midsommar? And no, not nominated. And none of them are on Kira's list, surprisingly enough, that you gave it to me in the show. <laughs> As, I'm actually not surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. that Rosemary's Baby wasn't nominated for Best Picture since it got acting awards. It did. And I'm, I will check and let you know. It didn't show up on my list. We're looking for three more of those. Okay, just go over the yeah. question. So I'm form. looking for horror movies that at least have a supernatural element that were nominated for Best Picture. The first one was 1974, The Exorcist. I'm looking for three more. Rosemary's Baby, somebody might check on. I'll, ch- I'll check after the show. And then we'll see what we'll do from there. And, All right. Uh, Joanne just guessed the movie Ghost, and that was not nominated for Best Picture. I All right. Think. Okay. Very good. And we would love to hear from you. So the two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, 415-841-4134. Uh, give us a call as soon as you can. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. I'm actually going to rush into my question here because it's – Halloween specific, and I want to get it done. Uh, this is according to USA Today. This is a very traditional question for me. I didn't do it last year, but I will do it this year. And what I'm going to do is slightly different. I'm going to give you, because the list has changed a little bit, um, I'm going to give you the first letter of, of nine candies 
Again, the first letter of nine candies that have been voted, the according to the children's poll done by USA Today, the worst Halloween candies of all time. So again, the first letters of the of the nine candies that have been voted by children, according to USA Today, the worst Halloween candies that you do not want to get when you come when you go trick or treating. So the letters are number one B, number two C, number three D. Number four, M. Number five, N. Number six, P. Number seven, S. Number eight, T. Number nine, W. So again, these are letters representing the first letter of the worst Halloween candies in the United States, according to USA Today and a children's poll. Number one, B, number two, C, number three, D, number four, M, number five, N, number six, P, number seven, S, number eight, T, number nine, W. Uh, I'm going to let you guess on that momentarily, but I realize we did not do, we did not run through the uh, existing questions at the middle of the show. So let's quickly do that. Kira, we'll start with you. I have an IMDb synopsis for one movie left, and it is this. A mysterious artifact is unearthed in London, and a famous space scientist whose first name is Bernard is called in to divine its origins and explain its strange effects on people. What movie is that? All right. And Lori. I'm looking for words that impose the raven rhyme with nevermore. I'm looking for three more. We have before, bore, door. Floor, Lenore, and Char. I'm looking for three more. And then four movies, maybe three, have been nominated for Best Picture. They are considered horror films that have a supernatural element. The only one we have for sure right now is The Exorcist. And we'll check on Rosemary's Baby. I'm looking for three more. All right. And uh, what is the state that buys the most Halloween candy per capita? It is west of the Mississippi. Uh, these the six years were the most popular children's halloween costume of the year was an animal um so far let's see we have 1975 1988 1990 1993 1994 1998 uh so we have a few of these 75 is the is the shark from jaws uh 93 is the dinosaur from jurassic park 94 is the lion from lion king so and again uh i'm looking for the worst halloween candies according to usa today Voted on by children. I gave you the first letter of the candy. You tell me what the name of the candy is. Number one is B. Number two, C. Number three, D. Number four, M. Number five, N. Number six, P. Number seven, S. Number eight, T. Number nine, W. Of course, I'll let you guess here. Uh, Kira, you want to guess on these? Bit of honey. For oh, very good on the bit of honey. Yes. Is that right? Terrible yeah. candy. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's awful. Yeah, a bit of honey. There you go. That's B. I have Sorry. two guesses. I, I have M. I have Mary Jane's. Again, very good because you don't see either bit of honey or Mary Jane's around very much, yeah, but they're that's... still out there. Uh, yes, Mary Jane's is M. And very is the good. C, there was a horrible black licorice candy called Crows. Is that the C candy? It is not. Okay. It is not. And I thought black licorice was going to be the B, but that's not the name of a specific candy. Bit of honey is no. no, that's too generic. Yeah. If we're taking two guesses, then I would like N for Necco Wafers. Yes, Necco Wafers. Really? Indeed, N. Very good. And who did the vote? The kids or the, the parents? 
How was this? Uh, this is kids. All right. The kids, kids voted. All right. I trust yeah. them. All right. And uh, okay. Judith is wondering whether corn nuts is on. No, corn nuts is not mm. a candy. And I like <laughs> corn nuts anyway. So, yeah. I know it's a redneck food, but I like corn nuts anyway. And um, yeah, that's a highway food. That's something that Kira buys when she's when she's driving to Michigan. I think. You buy corn nuts I do. Too? I do like corn nuts, um, but combos. Those are where it's at. I don't. Oh, combos, not a corn nut right. fan. All right, Cynthia is wondering if um, oh, Necco wafers very good. Cynthia and Dum Dums. Dum Dums is indeed number D. Very good. Yeah. Dum Dums. Dum Dums. Dum Dums D. Yes, they do. They do so. And uh, Ted is also is wondering if the Best Picture nomination for horror is The Shining. Is that one of them? Nice, Lori. Excuse me, I have to check. It's not on my list, but I do think it was nominated, right? And it should be. I'm not sure. It was very poorly received when it came out. People hated Shelley Duvall's amazing job in that. And people, like, it won a Razzie, didn't it? I think it did. I know her acting did. Not sure. Yeah. So I'm not, it's a good guess. I'll be, I'm having my list of things I have to check. Okay. Okay. Very good. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. You there, caller? Hello? Hi, you're on. Go ahead, please. Hi. Hi, this is Meredith in Sacramento. Hi. And I, Hi. first of all, I love the DJ backstory on the cereal. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> yeah. um, was, go. Get Out, was Get Out nominated? It was. Very good. Get Out. Is oh, nominated. yeah, good. Good. Very good. That qualified. Okay. Well on that. Excellent. And then on the animal mo- animals and movies, I think mine are too late, but I'm thinking of a clownfish because of Nemo. I think. Oh, you mean for the children's costume? Is that, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I do not have that. No. Okay, and then I thought of a panda for Kung Fu Panda. Ooh. Also a good guess, but no. So this is between okay. seventy-five and ninety-eight, and I think that's after. That's what I thought. They're both after. Later. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you are listening to Minds Over Matter. We are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Hope you're enjoying the show. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. Nicholas had Necco wafers. Very good. And... um, we taped them to a string and used them as BB targets, which is actually a good, that sounds like a good use <laughs> now that I think of it. And, uh, oh, The Omen. Chris is wondering whether The Omen was ever nominated for Best Picture. It was not. It was not. Okay. Yeah. Good guess. And, uh, yes, and some people are guessing candy corn. And, of course, candy corn is much too good to be on the worst candy list. So. Right. That, that's not correct, right? That is not correct. Yeah. No. I have seen I have seen candy corn on certain lists of bad candy, but it is not on the children's list anyway. So. Uh, and uh, all right. So who has a short question they'd like to throw in at this point? Go ahead, Kira. I have one, but go um, ahead. Okay. I have one. Oops. A 2018 XKCD webcomic was titled after a particular confection. 
called Lokma or Lokum in its native language, it is better known to English speakers by what name? The candy is typically served as a cube of chopped nuts bound by starch and sugar gel, flavored with rose water or citrus essence, and dusted with powdered sugar or copra to, to prevent clinging. And what are we being asked? What's this called in America? What is the English name of this candy that I just described called Lokma or Lokma or Lokum in its native language? So... uh, Is this candy available in the United States? It is. In fact, I just walked by some on um, Fillmore Street the other day, like a a candy shop selling it in the window. Outside of the gourmet ghetto, is it available? What? Uh, Yeah. Um, And is it homemade or is it packaged up like Lickamade or something like that? Yeah, either. Yeah. It's it's a generic thing. It would be like asking candy corn, which is like it's not necessarily by one maker or anything. It's definitely not by one maker. Would I find it at a Winn Dixie in Biloxi, Mississippi? Probably <laughs> not, but you know what? Maybe you might. Okay. In the international aisle, you Would might. Is there it? is there another name for it in the U.S. or is it always known by the same name? It's pretty much always known by this name. Uh, and uh, I will go ahead and give you the uh, a redacted XKCD <laughs> caption from this comic. Uh, the Narnia books gave me a really unrealistic impression of how good X tastes. X tastes. Hmm. If we, if we gave it out at Halloween, would it appear on the worst list? Do you think for kids? Um. I don't know. I really don't. It sounds probably it probably would not. It would probably get trashed because it would be in like a homemade wrapper. And then parents would think that it was drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Kids don't want rose water candy. Uh, Huh? It doesn't sound familiar to me at all, but then I'm not an authority on, on foreign candies. I don't know. Um, I'm on the authority on good American candies. (laughs) And Uh, okay. uh, No. Okay. Leave that out. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds of a Matter. Good morning, Tom and Debbie in Napa. Hi, Tom. And Hi, Debbie. So, quick question. Was one of the costumes that year uh, for a turtle, for Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles? You are so right. Yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That would be 1990. Great. Very good. Sure the year. So, the month of October also is known for baseball. Uh, so I'm going to throw in a baseball question. Sorry, Dana. That's um, There was a pitcher for two years, 2017 and 18, named Chris Rowley. Chris Rowley has the distinction of being the only graduate of West Point to make it into the majors. And the question is, what team did he play for? It was the same team for the two years that he pitched. And... There's a hint in it uh, in that it's sort of ironic that of all the teams in baseball, uh, this was the team that a West Point graduate ended up playing for. I don't know how helpful that is, but so you say there's there's irony in the in the name of the team he played for. So did he play? Yeah, for... if you were going to look at every one of the professional 
baseball teams, and there was going to be one graduate from a U.S. military academy. Um, what team, in theory, would he be less likely to end up on? So are you asking, Does if just, I don't know the answer. So, uh, uh, but I just want a clarification on the question. So would it be because the team is outside of the United States? You're so smart. <laughs> is that it? That is, so, that is exactly. Um, so it's the, the Toronto answer. Blue Jays. Toronto, okay. Toronto, that's exactly right. Very good. But, uh, but Joanne, sure. Joanne made a good guess. Joanne said, how about the Pirates? And that would be ironic, too, if a okay. guy from West Point was that. But that's there, good. There you go. <laughs> yes. Uh, love the show. Uh, I'll, I'll save my other question for next week because uh, time is short. And well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. From Eid soon. Is it my imagination or is he not called in for a couple shows? He hasn't called in for a couple shows. So. All righty. We miss, we miss him. There you go. You can call him whenever week. he wants. Uh, all right. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye-bye. And um, let's see. Uh, so, Kira, I think this is directed to you. CM Benjamin and Cynthia all say Turkish delight. Is that Turkish Turkish? delight is correct? Uh, In uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Edmund basically sells out his family for it for Turkish delight. And they do sell that at a store in Alameda because I have seen it here. So it's around. Yeah, you're right. It's around. It's around. And uh, yeah, so yeah, several people got Turkish delight. I guess they know just by the description. Okay. Huh. Okay. And, uh, oh, uh, we had, Karen is wondering if Carrie is one of the nominees for Best Picture. It was not nominated for Best Picture. So, no. Okay. Good guess. And Carrie's, is that before The Exorcist or after? That's after The Exorcist. It's after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, because I think uh, Vinny Barbarino already had to be a sweat hog before he was in that movie. <laughs> no, so. no, he wasn't. He had No, he hadn't done that yet. He hadn't done Cotter before. No, is that no, true? he had not done it. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, so Eddie is wondering on the worst Halloween candies. C, of course, is for circus peanuts. Yes, that's oh, the circus peanuts is the classic. Has, is always, always, always <laughs> on the worst Halloween candies list. It never leaves. It's usually number one or number two on the list. And um, because it is so horrible. And uh, but he says he loves a bit of honey. Anyway, he's wondering about the uh, the costumes for uh, children's costumes that are animal related. And uh, he's wondering about Kung Fu Panda. No, it is not. Um, OK, leave that out. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi there, Christina from Oakland. Hi, Christina. Well, everybody knew Turkish Delight except you two, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That happens. <laughs> it's so delicious. Um, I'm going to guess Blair Witch Project for a nominee. Oh, what good guess. That is a good guess. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I, well, it's not on my list. But I don't think it was nominated. But now, like, like whenever somebody calls it a really good guess, I have to check. Uh, it's good. And I don't know if it has supernatural stuff in it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If it is, I'm definitely have to count it. I'll report back next okay. week. It's just a guess. It's not my favorite. Yeah, no, it's ending. a great guess. Yeah. The the uh, ending I, that movie indicates supernatural whatnotery. So. 
Okay. You yeah. give it to Supernatural. Okay. But uh, go ahead. I'm going to switch gears and give you a bird question because I <laughs> am a birder. Um, right. Went to a trivia Excellent. game about birds the other night, and this was my favorite question. What bird has the, I guess, smallest ratio between body size and egg size? And if you look it up afterwards, it's shocking. Did oh. this mean they, they have the largest body and the smallest egg? Um, no, sorry, the other way around. The egg is huge compared to their body size. Huge egg, small body. Okay. Well, I'll start with like a small bird. What about a hummingbird? Ooh. No. Yeah, that's good. It's a bigger bird than a hummingbird, huh? Most are. Yes. Okay. Flightless. So is this a is this a bird we would find in the North America and around here at all? No. It's flightless also. Oh. Oh. All right. Uh, so a kiwi? Yeah. That's right. Yep. Nice. Oh, good job. Oh. Good job. Excellent. Good job. All right, right. carry on. Thank you for <laughs> your entertainment. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bird calm. Bird calm. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have a bird. Thanks for the bird question. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> Very good. Call back. Right. Take care. Uh, Ted is wondering if Charleston Chew is the sea candy, but it is not. Because we oh. got circus peanuts. Well, and it's Charleston, a great candy. I don't think Charleston Chew is too bad. That's, That's a great the, candy. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Um, and let's see. Oops, we're getting down to it here. So I guess we better clean up. Um, all right. Kira, I'll start with you. What do we got? Uh, first, I need to guess on yours, Dana. Uh, are, is the S sweet tarts? No. And no. Is w it wax. Is it W wax lips? <laughs> Oh, uh, hey, that's a good guess. No, not wax. Yeah, it's it's, it's but you're close. You're very close. Okay, you're very close. Uh, and is uh, P payday? I'm sorry. What was that? What was the last one? Is P payday? Uh, no, not payday. All right. Uh, in that case, all I have left is that a mysterious artifact is unearthed in London, and a famous space scientist whose first name is Bernard is called in to divine its origin. Quartermass. That's quartermass. It's quartermass in the pit. AKA in the US, five million years to Earth. That's all I had. Okay. Pictures and nominated Lori. for Best Picture. The one for sure on the list, The Sixth Sense, which I think qualifies. Oh. One also on the list is Black Swan. And I don't know if that should be on the list. I don't remember it being that supernatural. I will check on the other. In the Nevermore world, the ones we missed were Implore or the shortening of the word over. And I want to read this last line. What this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore. So those are the three we're missing, implore, or, and yore, and I am out. All right. Uh, Karen was wondering about the Ninja Turtle costume. She was correct about that. And it, uh, I was trying is, to think if I missed anything here. Is the Candy State Utah? Uh, the Candy State is indeed Utah. The there state that buys the most Halloween candy per capita <laughs> is Utah. Followed closely by Texas. That's sort of the default guess always on this show is yeah. saying Utah. It's, it's the state that watches the most poor and also buys the most candy. So there <laughs> makes you go. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, all right. The six years where the most popular children's costume of the year was an animal. I'll just read you the whole list here. 75 is the, is the shark from Jaws. 1988 is Garfield, the cat. 
1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 93 Jurassic Park Dinosaur, 94 A Lion from the Lion King, and 1998, this was the imaginary one, was Godzilla. Uh, 